He is one of our most popular correspondents here on the country. His name is Michael Every. He's a Singapore-based global strategist for Rabobank. Today we find him in Thailand. Michael, we've just had our pre-election economic and fiscal update, known as PREFU. Uh, no recession is forecast. We've just dodged a bullet there. But we're not going to be back in surplus until 2027. This is New Zealand I'm talking about. It's going to be a very lean three to four years for us. Will other economies around the world fare any better? Well, I'm not going to speak about New Zealand in a great deal of granularity because I have a a global role, um, so I wouldn't try and overreach. What I can say is that particular forecast seems to be uh, far too positive (laughs) for what I think is likely to be the global backdrop. Uh, And everyone else is in exactly the same boat, if that makes you feel any better. that To presume you're going back to a surplus in 27 at all seems to be la-la land economics. And I know that because I know how economics work. I know how their models work. And, you know, quick revelation, they believe that the whole world is a giant seesaw. And if you push down at one end, it's got to go up at the other. You can't ever have the thing breaking in the middle which, you know, seesaws sometimes do, and just not move. Um, so their models will always automatically, after things being bad now, revert back to things looking better later. So w- when they say 2027, don't take that in any way, shape, or form to be realistic. And I'm not trying to n- knock any individual economist or any individual government. It's just the way the modeling system works. And internationally, it's just as bad. Um, in, in, no one can see when, for example, uh, you know, major economies in Europe... Uh, or the UK, or particularly the Americans, if they'll ever manage to get their budget deficit under control. Because we have a stack of spending that we need to do on the social front, on the infrastructure front, on the defense front, which is a mile high. And inflation is making everything that much more expensive that we need to do to run just to stand still. And equally, we can't tax people anymore because nobody wants to pay any more tax because they're already suffering from high interest rates. And so where's the money going to come from? And the answer is we don't know. And we all just hope that these models will project everything will be a bit better a few years from now. So long story short, I think that's probably a realistic assessment in terms of the gloominess of it. But I think it may underplay it. And everyone is in exactly the same boat, even China. It's bad everywhere you look. We'll come back to China because it's very much the elephant in the room for us here in New Zealand. But you mentioned interest rates. We know they're going to be higher for longer, but eventually they must come down. Why? Well, I don't know. You're the economist. You tell me. Well, again, if you work with economists, and I've done that for nearly 25 years, um, they don't predict when they're going to go up in advance. I think I was one of the few voices a few years ago on this channel, amongst others, saying I think interest rates are going to go rocketing up. Uh, in a way they haven't done for years and years and years, and I myself had said wouldn't do for a long time. Um, and they'll shock people, and that has exactly happened. And now, again, talking to people in the markets, you know, many of them managing tens of trillions of dollars worth of assets, the fundamental view is actually not that deep, not that intellectual, and it's exactly as you said, well, they've got to come down again at some point. So, you know, some of the masters of the universe literally don't have a deeper view than that. And my uh, my question to them as to you, as to the, you know, the audience, is why? If inflation remains sticky, if we have a load of spending to be done, uh, if we have all kind of demand pressures and supply pressures at the same time, why does inflation go back down to a nice low 1.5% to 2% level again like it did in the past? The world is very different today than it was a few years ago, and it's getting increasingly 
unstable and difficult to predict. And indeed, some of the larger central banks who are attempting to be a bit braver intellectually are saying, look, we simply don't know where inflation is going to be. We hope it will come back down. And if it does, yes, then we will lower interest rates to an extent. But number one, we won't lower them as far as we did before. They're not going back to really, really low levels like previously. And number two, we have to recognize that with all these things moving in the background, it could well be the case that rates have to stay very high, if slightly lower than they are now, but very high for a very extended period of time, which used to be normal, by the way, once upon a time. I'm sure you can remember in your own lifetime when that was normal. Absolutely. The 1980s, we almost had hyperinflation by our standards here in New Zealand. But I'm going to throw this back at you. Everything is cyclical. If we've been there before, surely we can go there again. And I'm talking about a low interest rate regime around the world. Well, anything's possible. Anything's possible. But we don't only live in a cyclical economy. You have to think of it as a rather complicated kind of piece of uh, geometry that you're seeing in your mind. It isn't just like a a wave that's rising and falling and rising and falling. You go through structural shifts and structural changes within which that cycle operates. And so that can be the equivalent from the waveform that you're seeing in your mind, you know, moving from left to right, changing in amplitude enormously. So instead of it being a small little wave, it's suddenly a really, really large wave with a huge crest. And the period over which it rises and falls can change too as the structure changes. And if you look at the world around you now and you consider all the past conversations we've had, and particularly over the past couple of years, I think we would all be hard pushed to think that structurally the global economy today and going forwards is going to be the same as it did five years ago. I think it's going to be a very different structure and that implies a very different cycle. And that suggests at least a risk that you're not going to go back to that cyclical low in interest rates that you're you're hoping to see, and I understand why. Michael Every, out of or normally out of Singapore today, he's in Thailand. Rabobank's global strategist. There's inflation and interest rates. Let's take a break. On the other side of it, we'll come back with part two of this interview. We'll have a look at the elephant in the room, China, and some of the geopolitical tensions around the world, and what that means for us in New Zealand as a trading nation.